Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Think Tank podcast. My name's Maria Van Vuglis from The Conscious CEO. I chat with various experts who are making an impact in the universe on topics such as business systems, personal branding, pitching, lead generation, revenue and profit, mindset, public speaking, and even team culture in the world of business. So welcome to this episode. In this episode, I will be talking to Joseph Drosinger, who is a personal and professional development coach. With multiple certifications as a master coach and over 20 years in personal and professional development coaching, alongside with 20 years plus leading financial troubled companies back into powerful and profitable organizations. Tapping into the genius mindset is his specialty. Joseph spent his life inspiring, motivating and leading people in creating dynamic versions of themselves while empowering them in bringing their passions to life in the shortest period of time possible. This is his purpose and his passion, tenacious towards results. In this episode, we will be discussing how to unleash your passion and live your greatest vision. And there isn't any better episode than this, so let's get straight into it. Welcome to this episode, Joey. Thank you, Marie. I'm so excited to be here with you. Like, I've just been on fire all day today. Looking forward to our conversation. <laughs> Amazing. So, Joey, can you tell us a little bit about yourself if I haven't already covered it? Yeah, you know, I, this all started for me at 22 years old. Like, I grew up in a blue-collar family outside of Detroit, Michigan. And, and I watched my parents, you know, five kids, I watched them struggle my entire youth, you know, and even though I knew it wasn't right, I remember at nine years old thinking something's not right here, you know, I carried that same conditioning into my adulthood, and I struggled for years financially, relationships, things like that, regardless of what my income was, and at 22 years old, I had this event happen in my life that just sparked this vision, you know, it was before they were coaches, you know, and things like that. And it just, it just ignited this passion within me to inspire, motivate, and lead people to live better lives. And I've been a student of that ever since. But, you know, I grew up, again, growing up in Detroit, I was taught a man gets a job, supports a family, hopefully lives long enough to enjoy some retirement. And I bought into it hook, line, and sinker up to a VP of sales for multiple corporations that were in, you know, financial trouble, helping them come back out the other side and get profitable. But the whole time I kept doing this as my passion. And finally in my forties, I finally was like, man, I can't live like this anymore. Like I got this strong passion and I just stepped into it and I got my first certification. And, and really I've poured hundreds of thousands of dollars into coaching, into certifications, into schooling, into learning, growing, expanding, you know, and, and I love this. It's like, I get to live this life of helping other people. It's absolutely amazing. Fantastic, fantastic. And yeah. I can hear your passion and passion yeah. <laughs> through what you're, uh, what you're describing. So I'm really um, excited to talk to you about this particular topic. One of the things I'll just say, I'm sorry, one of the things I'll say though is, is you know, one of the things I specialize in is the law of attraction. And I don't know if you're familiar with the secret, you know, but I had bought the, the, the VHS because I'm that old. And I bought the DVD and I bought the book and I studied and studied and studied them. And I just couldn't make sense of them. I ended up throwing, pitching them all away. Later on, I would realize the principles they talked about in their work and they work every single time consistently. 
where we have a shortfall right now is nobody's really helping people with the application of those principles. And as unique individuals, you know, to, to, we apply those in our unique way. You know, my patterns and paradigms are different than yours. My conditioning is different than yours. My upbringing is different. And how, so how you apply them is different than how I apply them. And that's where I specialize is helping people take those principles and bring it down to their unique life and apply those to make the greatest gains possible in the shortest period of time possible. Amazing. So let me just um, backtrack because there may be some people that are not familiar with um, uh, the secret or law of attraction. And I just want to okay. be able to set some frameworks around, you know, purpose and passion. So when people think of purpose and when people think of passion, are they the same thing or are they different? Um, and is this the same thing as someone discovering what their why is? That's a great question. Wow. That's a really good question. I would say that, okay. So one of the reasons I'm so excited about what I do is because I know that each time somebody goes within and they tap into those unique talents, those unique gifts within them, and they bring those outwardly, the whole entire world becomes a better place for everybody. And, and I have examples of seeing this happen with my you know, past clients and such, and with my life as well. So that's what I define as your purpose. You know, We have that, those talents and gifts within us. And when we bring those out, when we tap into those, you know, you're seeing passion right now. I'm seeing passion in you right now, Maria, as we're having this conversation and the smiles are going and the energy and the excitement, you know, that's, that's that passion. You know, when people, so many people live mundane lives and they go to jobs that they can't stand and they just continue on that same hamster wheel day after day after day, year after year. Some people live for 90 years. Other people live one year, 90 times, and they just continue repeating those same patterns. They never move toward awareness in their life. Is this the same thing as someone discovering their why? The reason why I'm asking this question is because there are some uh, business owners or business professionals that are constantly being asked, what is my why? What is my why? How do I tap into my genius? And how do I really uh, get laser focus on my why? So I want to be able to create what is the distinction between identifying what your why is? And is this the same as, you know, identifying someone's purpose? Yeah, that's a, again, great question. Is, is the why, the more you can get your why in alignment with your purpose, the, the, the more power you have so much more power going into it you know some people open up a business because they see a need some people open up a business because they see an opportunity and then some people open up a business because it's their heart when you can get that alignment going between your purposes where you touch in that heart zone there and you have so much more power going into it beautiful beautiful so um congruency and alignment is key when fueling someone's purpose and why to move forward with passion. Is that right? That was very, very well said. <laughs> I may take that from you. <laughs> it's all yours. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm curious to know then, how does someone tap into their purpose to really drive it with immense passion? Yeah, and here's where we start getting into the nuts and bolts of it. And mm -hmm. I have a, a special gift that I want to give your listeners after you're done talking about this. But, you know, whether I work with an individual, a group, organization, or a corporation, the very first thing I'll do is I'll help them create a dynamic vision for what it is they want to be, do, have, give, create, and experience in their life. 
In that vision, you know, you can create a powerful vision by creating a clear picture, right? Clarity is power. The more clarity you have on what that looks like, the more power you have in bringing it to fruition. When you add feeling tone to a vision, you know, when I've gone into organizations who are like in bankruptcy, like we filed for bankruptcy, you know, we're calling customers and, and doubling prices and doing all this stuff and everything, you know, when you're in that place, if you can, people, so often we get like pulled into the muck of our situation and circumstances surrounding us. This epidemic is a great example of that. If you can create a vision for what the other side of that looks like, the stronger you can create that vision for. So if you put that picture or the clarity of what it looks like, but then you put the feeling tone. And I used to do this with organizations. What's it gonna feel like when we're on top again? What's it gonna feel like when we're back to $50 million a year? What, you know, when you start getting the rumblings of that going, all of a sudden you start opening up avenues for things to happen easier than they would otherwise happen. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, that correlates very much in terms of how I teach how people set goals as well. You have to have a feeling that's associated, positive feeling associated to an internal, um, you know, picture of what that might look like in order to continue to feel that. So yeah, I completely relate to what you're yeah. Uh, what you're saying. One key point you said in there, um, which is something that um, is quite a, a principle in terms of how I work with people. And I want to expand on this in terms of your perspective, in terms of the be, do, have. Can someone um, be uh, have all those three components or is all of those three things missing or is it just one of those three components or by, you know a multiple multitude of those missing uh, in terms of creating what you want and, and when you say the three components it's the be do be have. to have yes yes yeah so here's here's yeah I just it's funny because 15 minutes before we got on the line here is I did a video that'll be going out on Saturday, I think. And it's all about that. And the whole thing is, is so many people stick to the doing. They jump into the doing just like a fly trying to go through a window pane and it tries harder and harder and harder and harder. So many people live their life that way. And what happens is that's what kills most dreams, desires, visions of people's lives is they, th those dreams end up dead on the windowsill, just like that fly of exhaustion. When we start with the doing, you know, I post things in social media quite often. And one of the things that posts I love to do every few months and stuff is put, do you believe you can think and grow rich? And people will say, no, it's doing. And when we live in that doing mode, that's how the 1% of the masses or the 98% the of the masses live is in that doing. I'm going to try harder and harder and harder. When we do a vision, when we come from that heart place, when we get our why aligned with our purpose, when we do things like that, the, what we're doing is we're being, we're being that person to experience that vision. And so it makes the doing so much easier to lead to the having. If you flip that. those around, that's why people, you know, I work with a lot of real estate agents and like healthcare, they work 24 seven. It, it's funny because like real estate is, is an entrepreneur type of a business, but so many realtors work it like they're a slave to a job that it owns them. And one of the things I do is get in there and help them create that balance in their life and get that flow going. And the way I do that is we focus first and foremost on the being. And then we look at the doing and it leads to the having. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, so 
in terms of like being right, does one have to uh, have to shift to a, di a different identity in being able to be something that they're not currently being in order to have what they want? And this kind of leads me into my next question. What are some common patterns that you've seen that prevent someone from fully embodying that be, do, have to create their purpose and passion? That's, yeah, and it's not about our personality. Mm. You know, so many people set off to change themselves to achieve what they want to achieve. But what it's really about is our conditioning. And it's not our fault because we didn't sign up for the conditioning. We weren't born and said, I want it. Here's, I'm checking this box. That's the conditioning I want, right? We grew up where we grew up for the people we grew up with and all that. And it's not their fault because they did the best they could do. But think about this. If, 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 you're, if your parents are like mine were, like, you know, um, um, blue collar, you know, barely making it, scraping by, things like that and everything, your life would, you'd have different conditioning than if you were a child of Donald Trump, right? So that conditioning is really what we need to look at because we have, we have, we, we all have, you know, patterns of like uh, paradigms, which are simply our habits. They're patterns of habit. They're things we do over and over and over and over without thinking about it. And they're based on our conditioning. So it's not about personality. It's about going in there and making the shifts at the core level of the things that are keeping you pulled away from what you truly want. That's the reason, that's the importance of having a coach, somebody like you or I in somebody's life is because we can't see that ourselves. You know, I do a lot with recovery programs and such. And I'll tell young guys all the time when they're coming in or new guys when they're coming in, do you have a sponsor? And a lot of them will go, no, I'm coming to meetings and I got the books and I got all this. And I'll go, that's great. That's, that's all great. But if you don't have a sponsor, you're sponsoring yourself. And you're the freaking guy who got you here in the first place. You know, so when you look at that, when we want to start shifting those things, it's not about our personality. It's about that conditioning, those patterns, those paradigms. And I do see a lot of common patterns with people, you know, uh, lack thinking, self-confidence, you know, uh, self-worth. You know, those are all things I see on a, on a very regular basis. And, and what really excites me, Maria, is when I start working with somebody. And, and, you know, what took me decades, I now help people with within weeks, you know, and weeks later, I can see this person just blowing up in that area. And I can give you all kinds of examples of that, you know, but it's and, and just seeing them really just ignite into that area of their life that they had so much self-doubt fear, doubt, worry, and all that about, and then step into it. But it's not about changing personality. It's about shifting those patterns and that conditioning within. You know, people with low self-worth, worth, people, people will literally limit themselves from financial wealth. You know, people will, will continue, like, you know, like one of the things, I just had a client last week in, in doing their vision, and in their vision, they had, you know, I'm debt-free. And I go, no, you're not. And he goes, yeah, I'm debt free. And I said, no, you're not. You, as long as you use the word debt, you'll experience more debt. And he goes, no, no, no. And I go, okay, how long have you been in debt? And he, his business was really good in 14. So it was 15 forward. I go, okay, how much debt did you have in 15? And did you start working then to get out of debt? And he said, yeah. And then how much in 16, 17? We went year by year. And every year his debt increased. What it is, the bottom line of it, is if we could just take and focus on the words we use and the thoughts we entertain, because that's what drives everything.
if I can expand a little bit on this, would that be okay? Yeah, absolutely. So I typically have a stick man that I use. You know, it's got the head, it's got the belly and some sticks attaching it, right? And I use that as the example. And we have, our mind is made up of two components. So the whole creation process within us, we have a conscious mind and the conscious mind is whatever we're focused on. It's the words we're using. It's the thoughts that we're entertaining. It's where we're putting our attention. If we're stuck on CNN, constant negative news, then that's what we're fueling our, our conscious mind on. And then our subconscious mind, all it does is absorbs whatever the conscious mind is focused on. It doesn't determine what if you want it or don't want it. It doesn't determine if you like it or don't like it, good or bad, none of that. It just absorbs that. And then it uses the body to take the actions to create the experiences of what we call our life. So at any time, what I tell people is if you don't like the life you're living, if you don't like the situation, circumstances that you keep coming up against, if you don't like your financial situation, Go back, look at your thoughts and the words you're using. Change those and you'll see a different outcome. So that's the biggest pattern I see is people's words and their thoughts and what they're, what they're focused on. Yeah, so um, I love how you brought a, uh, a language component into that because a big part of NLP is linguistics. So I'm curious to know, how do you uh, move someone from, let's say, a negative motivator in terms of debt to financial prosperity in terms of a forward positive motivator in terms of how do we change their thinking um, by using different language? That's a great question. So, and this is where I'll, I'll um, give the tool away that I was talking about. So what we'll do is we'll replace it. We'll simply, re I have multiple tools I use for multiple things. I have people write all their, all their negative stories. Like for me, one of my, one of the stories I grew up hearing is money. What do you think? Money grows on trees or money doesn't grow on trees. You know, that was a big one for me and it led to other ones. And I just made a whole list of all those things. I was all that conditioning I received. And then I wrote a new empowering thought for each one of those. So instead of money doesn't grow on trees, my new empowering thought I've had for probably over a decade now is there's so much financial abundance available that every living, breathing person in the world could have more than they could ever use and there'd still be an unlimited supply. That money literally grows on trees because it's paper. When we start replacing those stories, it takes a little bit of time, but when we start replacing, when we focus on, when we get into the energy zone and feeling tone of that, we bring that to life quicker. And I remember the day when I had a thought going through, and it wasn't money doesn't grow without trees, but it was like something similar. And like this empowering thought came in place of it, like it interrupted it with the powering thought. You know, the tool I want to give to your listeners, and it's something you can play with and just enjoy and, and see what happens is every morning when you get up, Ask yourself this question, what would I love today? And then answer it. And for me, it goes anywhere from I wanna have a belly laugh to I wanna have an in-depth conversation to I wanna you know, have a new client show up out of the blue to you know, any, any array of things. I wanna somehow get a free lunch. I wanna find money. I wanna receive, you know, whatever it is. But when, when you ask it, here's a trick. When you ask it, Visualize it happening and get into the feeling tone of how are you going to feel when that shows up. Once you do that for a moment, a minute maybe, let it go. It's not a to-do list. It's not something you go out and create. You just let it go. Let it show up for you. That's how I start tracking people, helping people to start getting on track with life can be so easy and so exciting and fun to live. But we have to allow it. We have to get out of our own way and allow it. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. So 
if we do that and we create that, how does one maintain purpose and passion in the face of adversity then? You know what it is? It's getting into our truth of how powerful we really are. You know, I don't tell people about their spiritual stuff. You know, I, I believe in God with all my heart and all my soul, but I'm breathe. Like how many times a day do you have to focus on taking a breath or you fall over? That's how important we are, that we are breathed. We have such magnificent power within us. And if we get into those truths, those truths are so much more empowering than the facts surrounding us. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, we've spoken about uh, purpose and passion for the individual, right? And there are some mm -hmm. listeners there that have teams within their business or their organization. So I'm wanting to know how does a leader empower, in, empower others by tapping into their purpose and passion to keep them motivated within their team? Yeah, and that's, you know, if anybody wants to have a conversation, I'll give the information at the end of how you get a hold of me. But if you have a team, I mean, if you imagine going, working for an organization that was, you know, $40 million and it dropping down in a matter of a year in the bankruptcy and a year and a half later getting back into a $50 million company and new owners and all that stuff and everything else. That was really one of my true tests of all the tools, all the schooling, like all the certifications and everything was pulling the team together. And it wasn't just the sales team. It was the organization and pulling them together and getting that vision. And there's multiple ways of doing that. It's really somewhat situational based, but there's times when we would have daily meetings for an hour and all you'd hear is this person complain. Every person's turn is they would complain. And so I, it took me about a week of saying it before somebody was finally willing to listen to it. But I said, can we start listing one positive thing that's happening in your department? Just one thing that's happening positive. You can talk about all the other stuff, but let's start bringing one positive thing for each person. And it was so funny because everybody's going, oh, there's Mr. Over-Optimistic and stuff like that and everything. And somebody talked about what happened in the, in the welding department that he was running, you know, that he was ahead of. And, and it went like two other people. He goes, hold on, what, what did you say happened? And so he told him, he goes, oh my God, I've been trying to get rid of that for three months now. That same exact problem. And it opened the doorway up. So there's mm -hmm. multiple avenues of looking for, but it's really about looking to bring in a vision of what's possible, even when it doesn't look like it in the situation and circumstances as they are right now. You know, and that's truly what I believe a leader is, is somebody who can see outside of the BS and see what's possible. And then the more you can get the individual members of the team to buy into that, and personal ownership, it's one thing, and I, I learned this lesson the hard way, it's one thing to mandate what the vision is to everybody. It works a lot better when you get everybody's buy-in into the vision. And you talk about buy-in, what do you mean by that specifically? I, you know, I've worked with, uh, with boards, um, and, and, and I will go around, we'll just start talking about a vision, we'll do different exercises and stuff like that. I have, you know, the big sticky pads on the walls and stuff like that, and we'll just start talking about vision, like, what do we want this to look like? That's where I'll start. What do we want this to look like? Forget about what it is right now. What do we want it to look like? And we'll start listening to that and then somebody else will throw something and pretty soon you have a conversation all going towards that vision. And that's when I'm like, yeah, I got you. <laughs> when we get to that point, because then it just grows and expands from there. You know, now it's hard in a corporation to get people to lean into the feeling tone of that. But when you start saying, when we're making $50 million, what's your family life going to look like? 
Mm. You know, what's your time freedom going to look like? What, how you be able to golf? Like, what are you going to be able to? All of a sudden, people start getting into that, and that's how you do the roundabout into the feelings on a bit. Beautiful, beautiful, and that's how you maintain motivation within the team, right? Yes, yes. Excellent, excellent. So um, you spoke about law of attraction earlier. So I'd love to um, expand on that a little bit more since we've um, set some frames, um, you know, uh, earlier in the interview. So can you tell us a little bit more about that and how you actually implement that in creating purpose and passion uh, for someone to create their ultimate vision in life? Sure. So the law of attraction, really the stick man thing I talked about, that, that is the law of attraction, really. What we focus on is absorbed by the conscious mind, given actions to the body to create our experiences that we experience. That, that, in essence, is the law of attraction right there. It's really about, and this is, this is where so many of us get kind of sloppy with stuff, is, is we allow our focus to get into fear, doubt, and worry. We allow our focus to get drowned in the, in the current circumstances or situations surrounding us. We, you know, and it doesn't seem like it's a choice, but it really is. And you know, one of the things I love about the mind is, is um, in The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer, he says that the intention of the mind is to help us solve complex problems. But so often, so in other words, the, the, the mind, the, the intention is that the mind works for us. But so often we follow our mind. We'll have a fear thought and we'll dive in. We'll have a, a thought of limitation or a fear of our bank account or, you know, we're going to lose our job or this or that or whatever it is. And we just dive into it, you know, and, and we just get buried in it. At any time, though, we have the choice to make that shift. So when I'm working with somebody, you know, the, the vision is really how I help people get in tune with their purpose and their passion. And one of the things I want to say is our vision is as alive as we are. So as you grow and as you expand, so is your vision. So it's really important that you can't, you know, like to write a vision and then try and live it out for five years doesn't work really well. If you're growing and expanding, I guess, it is to keep that up to where you're at, because you know, we have in two internal growth signals, our longings and our discontents. Those things we're longing that we've yet to create in our life and simply where we feel discontent. So those will change as we grow and expand. As we achieve things, you know, it, it's so funny because like we'll get into this, okay, I want, I want to, you know, achieve this. And we work, 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 and we achieve it. And it's like, yeah, okay, now I want to achieve that. You know, and it's part of the human condition with that, right? Is that, but it's, so as we change, our vision changes. That's how I tie it in because when you get into that vision, the, the, the more you work on yourself, the more you do the stuff, you know, that, that helps you grow and expand, the more you get into that purpose in that vision. And then when you, I'm telling you, <clears throat> out of the close to a thousand clients I've worked with, when somebody taps into that purpose, you don't have to look around for passion. It's, it's automatic. It's like right there. When you get to step into that, you know, when I'm working with somebody who got to walk away from a, a job as a teacher and get a, a bus and convert it to a hair salon to go to industrial parks and cut hair, or somebody who had a 37 year marriage and, and they were just coexisting and within three, four weeks of working together, they were like newlyweds again. Or I have a client out in Washington state who, who left the university there and has been traveling from national park to national park for two years and blogging and just 
like whatever that purpose is, when you step into it, the passion is right there with it. So purpose comes first, then passion, once you've created that purpose because of the bigger vision. Is that right? Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, I was passionate about what I did long before I stepped into it, but I knew what it was. So it really just depends on the individual in terms of um, what drive, what's the driving force of that vision. Somewhat, yeah. Like one of the, you know, one of my plans right now that I'm building up the, the finances to kick off is, is a nonprofit organization. It's to go into high school and work with high schoolers as a mentorship program. And I have so many of my clients that would love to do this. So it's instantly expanded across the U.S. as soon as I, you know, hit the switch on it. But it's to help them identify what your gifts are, identify what that purposes within you and instead of going to college for a paycheck or leaving high school and figuring out what you could do for a paycheck go into that and think about that then you have people coming out of high school you know i started just in, in my 40s you have somebody that comes out of high school at 18 years old and and they step into that and they step into defining that and bringing that forward and things like that look at the impact they can have on this world and whatever it is they do so that's one of the things i'm really excited about Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, um, uh, you know, the kids in high school and going and what their expectations are and the conditioning of society in terms of, you know, going out and getting a job, but not really clearly understanding what their purpose is. I think uh, the work that you're doing or, you know, with, with these um, age group of people definitely will create an impact for future generations moving forward. Absolutely. And then, you know, a lot of my businesses, people in their 40s, 50s and 60s, and I just help them step past that fear that's just holding them kind of hostage to a life that they don't love and opening up the door to a life of total freedom or whatever that means for them. Beautiful. You know, so it's awesome. And, and for your listeners, you know, because you have a really strong message and listen to your, some of your other episodes and things like that. Your listeners, you know, it's not our fault that we grew up in limitation, it's not our fault that we have the conditioning, the patterns, the paradigms we have. But once somebody listens to your message, Maria, and they understand there's another way, it is their choice to stay there or not. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think for you know each individual, it's taking that responsibility of creating yeah. what they want. So um, all right. So I'd like to know what are some key, what is a key resource that you can offer the listeners in assisting them in getting laser focused on their purpose and passion? Yeah, one of the things I do is, I mean, you can tell I love what I do. One of the things I do is I offer a 45 minute conversation. I don't charge for it or anything. And, and we get on the phone and, and we talk about what that current situation is or, you know, what's going on right now. And then in that same call, we'll talk about what that vision, we'll start defining that vision. And then I'll give away the tools, some tools to start bridging that gap between those two. So when somebody hangs up with me, they'll know what the sticking points are. They'll know how to do work, do uh, some, they'll have some tools, I'm sorry, to overcome some of the um, blocks and self-sabotaging behaviors and things like that and have a clear understanding of how to start bridging and start moving in the direction of that. It's so igniting. And all they have to do is go to coach with joseph.com excellent excellent and schedule that and is that how they reach you or how can people connect with you yeah they can connect me with me there joseph they drill on any social media you know they can reach me out and people can reach out to me at joseph at ifgtcoach.com and that's my was the organization i created the ifgt stands for it's freaking go time 
<laughs> love that. Totally love that. <laughs> and it's, it's so fitting for what we do. <laughs> Amazing. So um, we're just going to wrap this up now. So do you have any final words um, in what we've spoken about uh, for anyone that's listening? I, I, you know, the one thing I'd like to say, Maria, is, 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 is if you have more desire in your inside of you that you feel than what you're experiencing in your outside surroundings, you can change that. It starts with focusing on the words you're using and the thoughts you're entertaining. And then look out, look, you know, look out to get some help in doing that, you know, in making those changes and getting into that because it really is available to you and it really is can be easy and fun. And you can do it in such a short period of time to make those gains. Even if you don't have the full belief, if you have lack and you know, self-esteem and things like that, it's okay. Just lean into at least finding out what's available and what's possible for you. And again, the tool I gave you, you know, what would I love? Just wake up in the morning and give yourself a minute or two. And man, today I would just love to get a free lunch. Today I would love to, you know, finances to show up. I had somebody do that with finances last week. Somebody who really, really struggled financially. And she received $2,000 the day she asked for it from mm -hmm. unknown source. She had no idea of it. It's a power of we the just thought. To, it is. We just have to get out of our own way. Um, it's been such a pleasure uh, talking to you today. And I trust that the listeners got, have gotten some great value out of what you've spoken about. So thank you very much. Thank you too. I'm really honored I got to have this time with you, Maria. Thank you so much for tuning in and I trust that this episode has been helpful for you in business. My name's Maria Van Vuglis from The Conscious CEO. Till next time, bye for now.